With your host, Andrew Donaldson, this is Herd Tell. special edition of Herd Tell for December 7th. That's Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. I want to tell you a story about Pearl Harbor, or a couple of them actually, surrounding some of the events of that day as we are now over 80 years from it. That generation's almost completely gone. We're down to just a handful of survivors who are still with us. So it's incumbent upon us to make sure that we tell these stories, keep them alive, keep the remembrances going, and the bravery of the men of that day and the folks that went through that so that the next generation doesn't forget and the generations after that don't either. So there's three names I want you to remember. Ronald Ednicott, Clifford Olds, and Louis Coston. Now you may not have heard those names before, but you should. Let me tell you their stories. Uh, this is from a piece I wrote a couple of years ago. I'll link to it for you over a medium called Beyond Remembrance of the December 7th of Pearl Harbor Day. Um, Ronald Ednicott. Clifford Olds and Louis Coston are three of the honored dead from the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor on December the 7th, 1941. Endicott and Coston were buried at the Punchbowl National Memorial Cemetery of the Pacific in Honolulu. Olds' remains were returned to his hometown to be buried, and all three have headstones that say December 7th, 1941. Inscribed on them, the day that will live in infamy as FDR declared before Congress and asking for a declaration of war. A day that would be remembered even though these three of the 2008 Navy personnel, 109 Marines and 218 Army dead, would seem a footnote if they were remembered at all. Along with the 68 civilians who died, making the total death 2,403, the fate of these three men, men may seem small, maybe barely worth mentioning. Almost half of those number died on the memorialized U.S. Arizona alone. 106 men died on the USS West Virginia, with another 25 unaccounted for and presumed dead, including... Endicott, Olds, and Coston. Only problem, they didn't die on December 7th. USS West Virginia, the battleship, took seven or six torpedoes, depending on which version you believe, multiple bombs, and burned for over 30 hours at her moorings. Her captain, Mervyn Binion, was all but disemboweled when a bomb exploded the command deck while he was directed to the defense of his ship. Continuing to command while holding his own wounds closed with his arms, he refused AIDS as he lay dying. He was one of 15 Medal of Honor recipients from that day, like most of them posthumously. Dory Miller, who attended him among many others that day and later took to the ship's anti-aircraft defenses, would become the first African-American recipient for the Navy Cross for his actions that day, including taking care of Binion. But far below the superstructure of the ship, another drama was playing out. With all the torpedo hits on one side of the ship, quick-thinking damage control officers led the effort to counter-flood the ship at its moorings, purposefully sinking her, but preventing her from capsizing the fate the Oklahoma and other battleships suffered. West Virginia settled in the relatively shallow waters of Pearl Harbor with her superstructure still able to fight both the Japanese and the raging fires, giving her crew a chance to escape and preserving the hope the ship could make, let her be salvaged. This undoubtedly saved many lives. The problem for the three men at their battle station in the freshwater pump room far below decks was that they were now trapped. Salvage crews swarmed the battered fleet after the attack, and indeed, 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Most of the ships were returned to some manner of duty. The USS West Virginia would be raised six months later, repaired first to Pearl Harbor before being rebuilt at Bremerton, Washington, and returned to the war in July of 1944 at Sir Strait. It was the West Virginia that led the line, including other Pearl Harbor veteran ships in the other destruction of the Japanese Southern force and the last action between battleships fighting in a formal line in all of history. Her modern fire control, a byproduct of her long rebuild after being sunk by the Japanese, how's that for irony, let her rain fire on an enemy before the enemy could even range the American ships. The West Virginia would serve the remainder of the war to great honor, glory, and commendation. But it was an obscure piece of paper, remnant of that darker day in 1941, when she sank that the Navy not only didn't publicize, but hid from the public and the families of the three men for nearly half a century. When those salvage crews finally got to storeroom A-111 and recovered the three bodies, they found it relatively dry, flashlight batteries and rations strewn across it, and an access hatch to the adjacent freshwater tanks opened, and other evidence of just how long the men had survived in the dark. Most horrifying was the wall calendar. There was a red X still marked off from December 7th until the last marking, December the 23rd. While many observed their advent calendars, the three men must surely have known they were recording their own hopelessness, yet maintaining their humanity as best they could while fighting to survive anyway. At least one of them almost made it to Christmas. Sixteen days in the dark, waiting for help that was still six months away in coming. Historical events loom large, and things like Pearl Harbor draw attention, pivotal moments, and events that are inflection points in all of human history, which makes it all the more important when we find human moments, like three young men who will forever be on the rolls of the dead from that day of infamy, but whose story goes beyond that, to think of them as well, to take a moment and remember people otherwise forgotten. Remember that any quiet Sunday morning might bring about not only change or the end of our own lives, but the changing of the course of history by events we can be swept up in. Along with all the others who suffered that day and the millions who died in the ensuing conflict, we should remember Ronald Ednicott, Clifford Olds, and Louis Coston on this day of reflection, three men who deserve to have their footnote in history known and honored and remembered. One more footnote about the USS West Virginia. We already told you about Captain Binion and uh, Dory Miller. Um, after she was recovered, she raised, they sailed her to Bremerton. They put her, we talked about Surigawa Strait and that she led the line of battle. The battleship that she helped sink, the West Virginia's first salvo, hit the Yamashiro, an Imperial Japanese Navy battleship. The battleship was completely wrecked. It was burning, but it was finished off by a destroyer that darted out of the darkness and the fog of battle to finish the ship off with a couple of torpedoes. History had lost which ship that was until after the war they finally discovered. The ship that had finished off the Yamashiro, the ship that had been damaged by the USS West Virginia in her resurrected form, the USS Binion, named after the captain of the West Virginian Pearl Harbor. Remember Pearl Harbor today? Honor the dead. Remember those that survived. And never forget. Thank you for joining us on this abbreviated and special version of Herd Tell. 
We'll be back soon for more. You can find us on all the iTunes, Spotify, all the podcasting platforms, and our YouTube channel. We have a show every weekday, and we hope you join us. So wherever you and yours are on this day of remembrance, we hope you're well. We hope you're well fed. We'll talk to you again soon for more Herd Tell. All the music on Herd Tell is provided under a creative content license from MonsterCat.com. Folks, if you've listened to the Herd Tell program, you've heard our friend Gabriella Hoffman, but you need to make sure you're checking out her podcast, District of Conservation. It's a podcast exploring the nuances of true conservation efforts from D.C. and beyond. From topic discussions to exclusive interviews with conservation and energy newsmakers, Gabriella keeps listeners appraised of the latest news stories while elevating important voices. Listen to the District of Conservation on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are played.